Welcome to Season 5, Episode 7 of Four Seasons in a Funeral, the show where we go back and watch shows that had four good seasons, and a fifth season that's mostly akin to that first day of snow that you get after that one warm week in March. Today, we're talking about Season 5, Episode 7 of Fringe, 5-2010. My name is Nick, and joining me today are Charlie and David. Hello, I'm Charlie. Hello, I'm David. What are you eating? Cook hat? Oh. He, he said he was going to have a break. Um, I guess I started too early. <laughs> I have a giant thing of cookies and cream cake cat or cookie crumble cake cat, and it's delicious. And I, I have a beer. Crumble cake cat. Yeah. It's like cake cat, but they're like Oreo chunks in it, essentially. Ooh. It's absolutely delicious. I Highly recommend think, it. I didn't think they could make cake cat better, but then they did. Yeah, I have that. Oh. Then I have like a caramel one, and then I have a like a hazelnut one. Did any of you guys ever try the um, the cookie dough uh, Kit Kat when that thing was out? I've tried no. every Kit Kat possible that I can find. <laughs> so you you've tried that one then, right, yes. David? Yeah. Good, good Kit. It was good. It was it was good. Kit I Kat. don't recommend the only Kit Kats I think I don't recommend are the sake flavored ones because man, did oh. they make those taste like sake? Oh, <laughs> and they're not alcoholic, so it's just sake flavor. And like sake is good, but like part of the reason why sake is good is because like it gets you drunk because <laughs> there's alcohol in it. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like. Like, I understand that there's people that are like, mm, you know, I, I love the taste of this, like, whiskey and things like that. But I still feel like a lot of people, it's like, oh, yeah, part of the reason that I'm enjoying this flavor is because I know what's going to happen. Um, well, it's also 100% an acquired flavor. No one ever has, like, a sh- whiskey or, like, any alcohol, like, right away and goes, mm, this is amazing. Unless it's, the like, candy cane flavored or something. And even then. Yeah. Like, I still similar remember when you started a- drinking beer, David. Yes, I think that and was. You were like, this is the worst thing ever. Yeah, I think that was in first year ish. Um, I remember I started attempting beer because beer's cheap, is the thing. Yeah, beer's oh, cheap and it lasts a while. Attempting beer. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, I remember in my academic days, I tried to, I tried to do the beer. <laughs> tried to stomach the the flavor of beer. Yeah, you know. and now I like beer. Uh, I'm, I'm we, glad that that's what you got out of university, David. Yeah. We were helping um, my girlfriend's relatives. They're they're moving, so we were helping them pack some stuff up. And as I was packing the car up, my girlfriend was like, "They gave us a bunch of booze," and so I unpack it at home. And like, there's a full bottle of gin, some coffee liqueurs, and this full bottle of peach schnapps. Ooh. So I just had a fuzzy navel, and it was so good. Ah, <sighs> nice. Which for you, Nick, I you, I doubt you know it is peach schnapps and orange juice. Ah, uh, okay. It's just so delicious. That sounds right. good. I need. I haven't like getting a bar started is so expensive. Like, <laughs> yeah, ninety. I think ninety percent of the alcohol I've ever had that would sit on a bar, I have taken or has been given to me. Yeah, like it's just so or much some cheaper. Some combination of those two. <laughs> yeah. But it's just so much cheaper just to buy like a thing of whiskey or vodka or rum and just make like whiskey cokes or whatever than having to buy four different kinds of alcohol to make Long Island iced teas. Yeah. Hey, David, is your yeah. mic okay? I could hear a little echo. Yeah, he's down here. He's <laughs> looking at me. He's going to be noisy. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking deal with it. He came down here and is like, hey, 
it's not nine yet. Where's my food? My auto feeder hasn't gone off yet. What the fuck? Is it broken? I think it's broken. (laughs) You should come check and feed me anyways. And then after the auto feeder goes off, then he meows like, hey, that wasn't enough. I need more. (laughs) You telling me that he doesn't come down and still try and lie to you that it's broken? (laughs) No, it's definitely a, hey, I ate it all. Where I need more. (laughs) Go add more. Your cat's a little shit. I see. It's like he's like I was talking to one of my friends about it um, and she was saying like oh do you not like feed him a lot I'm like no he eats so much but he will overeat and throw up and then keep eating and it's like Ah. it's not healthy for him Ah, I see you have the same issue (laughs) yeah you gotta limit how much food he has she's like is he like a rescue I'm like no he came from a very loving family (laughs) (laughs) there's a reason he loves food so much (laughs) Yeah, I, I, I do. Yeah, so who knows? Anyways, it's like five minutes into this recording. Um, what have you people what? been up to? <laughs> We've kind of just been rambling. Oh, yes. Uh, I guess settling into my house some more. Ooh. Do you nice. find any cool like closets or murder rooms yet? Unfortunately, no. I was oh, I was really a hoping giant on a pile of silver oh. somewhere. Wait, no, I do have a fucking rant. So we bought. A washer and dryer combo from a very large chain. I fuck it. Why am I hiding it? We bought them from the brick. Yeah. Why? Why would you hide it? Fuck the brick. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, "Oh, hey, specify a preferred delivery date." And so I specified the weekend that just went by. And they're like, "Cool, cool, cool. We'll call within a few, like a few days before this, to confirm that date." And then I get a call a couple days before. And I'm like, sweet, they're calling to confirm this date. Fucking nope. I have a dryer. Wait, washer. (laughs) Washer was not in the country. (laughs) And uh, is hopefully scheduled to be here the uh, first week or second week of March. Nice. That's not for a while. (laughs) And I went, hey, why... Why was this sold to me if it wasn't in the country? And the person was like, oh, well, that's just the estimated date. And those are subject to change. We can put you in, in contact with our sales department if you want like a a different one of like equal or similar value. And I was like, no, I want I want my shit, please. Mm-hmm. And thank you. And then, yeah, she's just like, OK, get fucked then. Um, you need to wait. And now I'm sad and I want my washer because we had to do laundry at relative's house because we were running so, out of clothes. So, oh, so David, you're not just going to wash them in your sink? In, yeah, I was going to say, if you were if you were to only have one of a washer or a dryer in Canadian winter, which one would it be? I would prefer the dryer because you can just wash your clothing yes. in like the bathtub or something and then use the dryer. Yeah, it would suck, but I, at least you could do that, I guess. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm in agreement with you. Um, that doesn't stop it from being a shitty situation. But hey, at least it wasn't only the washer. Um, no, <laughs> if it was only the washer, that's fine. Because then we can get a drying rack. I I guess. Yeah, uh, you can just. Well, you don't put the drying rack outside, Nick. You just dry your clothes I in know. your house. Yeah, I know. It's gonna take so long. Yeah, that's my problem. Is it would take? That's too long. fine. I can leave it out overnight. Yeah. <sighs> you guys yeah. are looking at this from the wrong way. I just don't think. I, I think. 
Agree to disagree. This, this seems this this seems to be a two two to one uh, split right now. I think you're looking at it the wrong way, Charlie. <laughs> and we have documented that we all have terrible opinions, so that means all of this is a wash. I think Nick has the worst opinion. To be fair, wow. Yeah. Okay. I'll agree. <laughs> where, with where is this coming from? <laughs> uh, just in general. <laughs> wow. Just you know everyday life. Hey, do one of you guys want Borderlands three? <laughs> Why? It's on Humble Choice this month. I see. Um, and I already own it. I think I um, already own it. I'm not going to lie, David. It's highly unlikely that I play it. If I do, it'll probably be with you guys for like a couple hours um, and not much more. Because it's Borderlands so... 3, Borderlands 3 Director's Cut, and then you can get the season pass for 20 bucks. <laughs> oh, damn. Oh, I forgot so they put a oh. season's pass on that. Yeah, it makes sense for the DLC. Anyways, this is this is uh this is it's beside the point. You wanna yeah. you wanna just state the code on air and you know whoever's the first podcast listener can go find it. <laughs> so it'll that, never be that, claimed. Is, I was gonna say, <laughs> is that our way of testing how many listeners we have? Is if this gets So it'll never be claimed. I'm really like waiting for us to hit a thousand downloads so we can celebrate. Uh. Man, that's gonna take a while. <laughs> Got to put out a thousand episodes. Easy. We average two downloads an episode. To be fair, fuck yeah. But remember that one that we had like fifty in? <laughs> yeah, that one still makes no sense. I don't understand. <laughs> what you mean anyway. over there? Where by the stair? <laughs> that gem Thank of you. content. Thank you, children who downloaded that, thinking that it was a fun rhyme. <laughs> <laughs> it is a fun rhyme. It also that's sitting maybe... at eighty-nine downloads right now. <laughs> Our, our first episode only has 51 downloads. Nice. Oh, we we fucked with somebody's bot. <laughs> like somebody woke up and went, wait, hold on. <laughs> this isn't what I wanted at all. Why do I have 80 of these? This is a fun little mini game. What do you think is our third most downloaded episode? Uh, Boundless Anger. Um, that doesn't even crack the top 10 here. That's insulting. Um, is it like the it was, season one finale or something? No, it was a season two episode. Oh, damn. It's also going to be a title you guys remember, is your other hint. Aw, oh, shit. Uh, I don't remember any of the titles, but as soon as you tell me, part. I'll know what it is. <laughs> All right. It is Ankle Deep in Randy Dust. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm not even upset. Ankle Deep in Randy Dust is a great episode. <laughs> Man, I'm so sad that Northwest Passage isn't higher up on that list. <laughs> I, that was that is, I think, my favorite edition you, of our podcast. You mean the episode where we lost our minds? <laughs> Completely lost our minds. That was that was a beautiful episode. <laughs> uh, anyways, um, I've just been working and stuff. Uh, my sister had her second kid, so my mom went Yay. to go like um, help babysit my niece while my nephew is like being taken care of he's uh he was premature and he has jaundice so he's i think in Ooh. the natal and the NICU. yeah it's jaundice is very common for uh premature births especially because mm-hmm. they did a c-section so oh, it's yeah it's hey. pr- like perfectly a normal like doctors know what they're doing there's no Premie, no real worries preemie c-section my kin yeah he uh he could grow up to kill Macbeth. that's all that matters <laughs> Woo. oh yeah i forgot i could kill Macbeth. Yes, un- ripped, unti- what is it, untimely ripped from mother's womb? <laughs> uh, no, it's 
you can't, or I'm thinking Witch King, potentially, but it's like you can't be killed by man born of woman. Well, yes, that's true as and, well, but that's what Macduff Mc... says when he, yeah. like, when they're dueling. He's like, ah, but I've been untimely ripped from mother's womb. I was not born. And then Macbeth, Macbeth at that point should go, no, that, that still counts. What are you talking about? <laughs> that's an insult to mothers <laughs> everywhere. That's still birth. <laughs> You're just being elitist and gatekeeping birth for some weird reason, McDuff. <laughs> He's like, but no, it's so I can kill you. No, no, you're getting canceled. Yeah. And besides, sure, we're forest coming here. You guys cut down the trees. That doesn't count. <laughs> Maybe Everything those about this prophecy is me. wrong. <laughs> I want that version of Macbeth. <laughs> well, David, it is in your hands to create it. That's true. <laughs> uh, I guess yeah. we need to talk about the episode. Well, Nick hasn't said what he's been up to. Um, I went, I went to, I went to my my cottage. That part was super nice. Uh, I interviewed at Charlie's company. I think that went all right. Yeah. Um, yay. yay! Maybe I have a job soon. Um, or I scared them off with the amount of money that I asked for. Um, <laughs> hey, David, they're hiring right now. Send a resume. <laughs> I will do that actually. I'm so fucking David, done with my current job. <laughs> David, you're probably a better answer than me. It's okay. You'll <laughs> so fucking done. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Um, and yeah. Also, I've done some more talking with uh, other other places as well, which has gone well. Um, so, wee. Maybe, maybe I'll have a job soon or not. Um, <laughs> All right. As we all uh, move forward with that, I think we are good to roll into this episode. Uh, all right, let's first... let's start out with this banger of a TV guide. Boom, boom. Um, TV guide <laughs> for this episode reads: A fringe event is created by a member of the team as the rebellion reaches a new level of intensity. David, what the... was that? I said boom, boom. <laughs> you said it like Law and Order, <laughs> where, where Nick's like, "Let's get into this episode," and you're like, "Boom, boom." These are their stories. <laughs> The in the These world of TV episode descriptions, there are two no, sides. Wait, no, stop, stop. We gotta save that for an opening. We gotta save that for an <laughs> opening. Don't give it out now. <laughs> oh, that's the that's the intro to the TV guide mini game. <laughs> oh shit. There we go. Alright. Well we gotta keep that in the back pocket. Yeah. Um, wait wait for that for the series finale of Fringe. Charlie, go toss that shit in editing requests that we remember. <laughs> we have some fun little mini games planned for the final episode of this. Uh, I guess we can be British about it and say series. Well, God, it is the series rough. finale for Fringe. Yeah, it's just another yes. season finale for us. It is a season Pro series finale. Oh, it's, it's an SS. The doctor, the no, doctor's, no. Uh, the doctor's regenerating is what's happening. No, uh, we're gonna yes, call it go. the SS, right? The season series nope. finale? Nope. Nope. We're going <laughs> to replace all three of us with different people, and they're just to pretend, and none of them are going to be women or black. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to get less diverse? <laughs> exactly. No, no. We can have one woman every, like, 13 uh, seasons. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Nah, the next time can't be. But... L listen, listen, we're, 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 we've been going on season two. That's way too early to add in that sort of, you know, level of disturbance within yeah. the, and the, then the, we the gotta podcasting see, uh, ecosystem. We got to see what happens with James Bond before we do a black host. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh. 
Oh, man. Anyways, episode? Do I get to say episode, episode before we even start the episode? Episode. Episode, episode. All right. Uh, Observers. There's observer shit happening. Peter's watching them. Peter is observing the observers as he becomes an observer. Ooh. (laughs) Who observes the observers? Oh, it's Peter. (laughs) Oh, it's Peter. Okay. Um, Um, Yeah, Peter's Peter's got weird blue vision still. Um, It's a thing. He's doing some weird, like, stalking of some observers. And we can see him, like, doing this weird thing where he overhears um, what the observers are saying, even though they're very far away. what was the implication here? Are the observers just talking quietly, or do they have like some form of telepathy? I think it's no. I think they're talking to each other, but we see that it's Peter's like guessing the future, like he's predicting the future. So I think it was that's what they were saying. It's just presented very poorly. Right, but the observers' <laughs> mouths aren't moving. I'm. I don't fucking know that. I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure the observers are just doing telepathy things, and Peter's just listening in. Yeah, using I thought it his... was like the observers have telepathy, and now that Peter has that thing, he can like listen in on them. Yeah. Um, also, what if the, the observers the... all use the ghost network. Uh, also, can we just point out that Blue Vision? Like, I I, I worry that my computer's okay whenever Blue Vision comes <laughs> on the screen. Like. It doesn't look like a conscious choice, eh? <laughs> it looks like it really wrong. looks like they just happened to take, like, a, like they, they happened to grab an extra fucked computer and just rendered on that one instead. Um, <laughs> they didn't have the component cables fully plugged in from the camera. <laughs> but then There's JJ just... walked by and went, oh, I love that. And they went, okay. Well, it's so, it's so weird. Uh, like, just, just looking at, like, frames of it and things and, like, the different filters that they used are just... It's so strange. It's such a weird choice. It's just, again, Fringe does not do CGI well. And this is just another example of it. <laughs> like, oh, But yeah, um, Peter, observing the observers, it's, it's happening. Um, and uh, I guess to make sure that whatever he wants to have happen happens, he just stands and like steps out in the middle of the intersection and just stands there. Yep. Um, Stops some cars for a bit. They honk. They swear at him. I'm reminded of a time I went to go be- go to Baskin Robbins, you know. <laughs> yeah. He just stands there and the, the this is the most unrealistic thing. They're in like Boston or New York and this driver isn't just running a pedestrian over. To be fair, they are under like Nazi <laughs> um Nazi regime. I really don't yeah, think they... the observers would care. <laughs> I think the observers would be happy, you know, get on with their day. Yeah. <laughs> Um, anyways, Peter phones Anil, and it's like, don't, Anil, I, I have something that we have to do. Um, Anil, for those of you that forgot, like I did, is Etta's friend, who's also, like, part of the resistance or something? A- AKA new Etta. Um, yeah. yeah, pretty He's much. He's not Etta's partner, though, because that guy got killed, right? Oh, yeah, no, yes. this is, this is just new Etta. This was just, like, Etta was, like, the go-between between, like, the fringe team and Anil, and then they just killed Etta, so then they're like, all right, I guess Anil's just new Etta, but also <laughs> Anil is still Anil. This is Frig uh, Raiders going, fuck, who do they know in the Resistance? <laughs> we have one Resistance contact, and we will show them every single episode now. <laughs> yeah, uh, and then Peter's, like, not blinking this whole time, and... Like, they're getting him to do, like, September head movements and stuff where he's very stiff 
And you're like, oh, I don't like where this is going. He's Not in like a, I have a worry about like, oh, I'm concerned about Peter as a character. Is you go, oh, this writing's bad. <laughs> Literally, we joked about it last episode, but that dumb thing where where Joshua Jackson was an observer is coming true. Like, yeah, that's Same. literally foreshadowing. Unfortunately, that is very upsetting foreshadowing that is occurring. But also, hey, cool. I guess this is what we're doing for for this season. This um, I I made another meme to kind of explain my thoughts so far through this season. Oh I, I, I see. What, is, what am I gonna see? <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. You want to get the context for this joke? Go to our Twitter at Forsaf F O U R S A A F. All right, I'll post it right now. I guess <laughs> All, live on recording. David's posting shit to Twitter. Goddamn! Look, you guys look at this. Keep talking. <laughs> You right, get a yeah, timestamp of when this episode's recording. <laughs> you know we have nothing else to do at 9 p.m. on a Tuesday. On THE <laughs> Tuesday. We forgot to mention that. It's THE Tuesday. It's 2-2 two, two Tuesday. It's a, it's a lot of twos. Um, it's a lot of twos. But yeah, anyway, Peter blocks traffic and is like, Ah, Anil, we can do crime. Um, but, but hey, we'll get there later. Uh, let's just go back to the lab now. Um, cause there's, there's not even like some cool, like opening scene, like just, just blue vision and, and robot Peter are opening scene. But then Peter gets back to the lab. He brought some stuff back for Walter of neon helium gas to power the laser. And they, they, you know, they, they, they comment about how long it took him. Peter's like, ah, you know, it happens. Things bartering. It's bad. Um, they, they, they're all like, okay, fine. That's, that's cool. Uh, you know, whatever excuse, your secret excuse. second life is, this is fine. Um, go go grieve at it however you need to. Um, She's not dead. We don't need to grieve her. <laughs> is, uh, damn it, David. I have to stand by my statements. She's been blasted into a pocket dimension. <laughs> I, will, I will yield when they bring Etta back on screen and not a moment sooner. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be hilarious for them to bring her back and just for her to die on screen. <laughs> I would be God. Do I still get to call it then? Yes. Cool. All right. As long as as long as we're all down with that, then that's then I'm fine. Um. Uh. But yeah. Uh, Olivia is able to tell Peter's lying about things. She's like, listen, we just like if you're if you're dealing with that shit, just we can talk about it. It's fine. She's like, nah, this is all good. Don't worry. I'm I'm a perfectly fine, healthy human robot. Everything is cool. <laughs> um. Uh, we have uh, our first uh, scare of the lab being discovered, but not actually being discovered. Unlike the last time when the lab actually got raided, um, this time it's just like, oh, we got to let everyone know the the SS are outside our door at every moment because you know we're hiding in plain sight, sort of. Ooh, um, look how tense it is! Isn't this a cool situation? The fringe team find themselves. Isn't it amazing? Don't worry, though. That they they check the roof, but not the lab where they have already searched before, and the fringe team would have reason to revisit. Like, wouldn't nah. wouldn't you set up security cameras or do like regular sweeps of that place just in case? Because you know Walter's alive. You saw him on a video camera like two weeks ago. Wouldn't isn't it crazy how none of them just looks through the goddamn window and sees four people hanging out, <laughs> like... and and a slightly less ambered lab than it was last time that they looked in there. Um, 
Yeah, weird as, how as there's evidenced not, like... by the tape that that we that Walter then pulls out. Segway, segway, segway. <laughs> weird how there's not like uh, power drain uh, readings that the observers can pick up on from you know the fucking. Uh, Listen, Peter has fancy out. observer tech, and therefore he can cloak all of their movement now weird how they had fucking face tracking in security footage like two episodes ago but now for each just walking around on streets just with their faces fully in view there david sometimes you only have one working security camera and man <laughs> is it ever good that walter walked past that one that's their pilot program just just let them have their pilot program <laughs> we've been thinking of doing security cameras, but we're not sure about how effective it would be. Winmark, I read this great new book called 1984. <laughs> oh, that, that, that feels about appropriate for this season. <laughs> oh, it's, um, it's just nonsense. It's nonsense I, garbage. And anyways, it's fetch quest time, everyone. Um, we, oh. we have we have a videotape. Um, this time, we're getting another device that we've seen in the past um, with observer cylinders. Yay! Um, more season one stuff is coming back. This one's a little bit less cool, though. Um, I'm just so okay, upset that the previous episode was so good, and then we go back to this shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's my problem. Uh, yeah, I'm, look, I'm, oh, look, something, uh, something. And then they start talking about William Bell, and apparently, like, oh, he's a traitor. He was helping us, and we were chatting, and there was always this off-screen development between us, but he was going to help us fight the observers. But then he betrayed us, which is completely out of character for William Bell and everything he stands for. <laughs> I, I don't know, man. William Bell did go crazy and try and fucking, you know, destroy all the universes to create his own that one time. Yeah, so why would he want to be ruled by the observers? Also, can we point out that there had to be, like, there's, there's, there's a time gap that I, I really hope they address um, they of William Bell disappearing um, like a motherfucker and then helping them? Where um, was he? <laughs> that I would love, I would absolutely love to learn about that. Um, nope, doesn't of, matter. No time will, for that mm, now. Mm. <laughs> It doesn't matter. All that matters is William Bell is a fucking snake, and he betrayed them. Oh my god! Right. I don't know that how is... this. How did we as Star Wars fans not see this coming? JJ did it before. Somehow William Bell has returned. <laughs> <laughs> Holy fuck! <sighs> Man, I fucking hate Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking hate it so much. <laughs> Can we just Anyways. talk about how bad that movie was? The, my bad. problem with Rise of Skywalker is it made <laughs> me look like a fucking idiot because I was defending Last Jedi. And I stand by Last Jedi could have been great if JJ wasn't a fucking coward. <laughs> but because oh, he is, a, William Bell is back sentiment. for no reason and helps the Fringe team in the past. But then he doesn't and betrays them to the observers because, you know, yummy, yummy boot He's taste. He's he's a he's a fucking snake. Fortunately, um, he's a fucking snake who had a dope ass hiding spot spot at uh, the old Kelvin Genetics. Once again, tie-ins. It's almost like <sighs> last episode they started like getting some like cool tie-ins, and then this episode they're like, oh shit, we gotta find all of them. Um, like I know that we've had some before, but like this one like 
Anyways, Kelvin Genetics. Um, let's let's go there um, and see how absolutely fucking destroyed it is. Uh, <laughs> pretty fucking destroyed. Pretty fucking destroyed. Fortunately, um, Peter has fancy observer vision that, aka, my computer is seeing the universe. Um, and <laughs> I think you got David. With that you one. all right there, bud? Beer went down the wrong pipe. Perfect. <laughs> I'm okay. Continue. Why are you sounding with beer? <laughs> oh, oh. Anyways, going past that comment. Um, Peter the eyes are door and goes. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh no! Oh no! Yeah, no. They, they they see the door. Peter points it out. Everyone's once again, you know, a little bit confused. Peter's like, "Don't worry, engineer. I I can. I I know where things go." And they're like, "Why are you so defensive? Your ears bleeding. That's not what we were asking you about." Uh, don't worry, my ear is bleeding for completely normal reasons. This is, I'm sure, just a stress response. Ah, shit! I found the next episode clue as well. Oh no, graffiti in the background. <laughs> I found, I found some fucking graffiti. One second, let me, right, let me explain the piece again. Go, well, Charlie, is, go. Is it the well, picture? Olivia's nope. very concerned, and she's just like, "Hey, last, like last time, he fired like an antimatter grenade at some observers, and he was really close. Do you think this could be it?" And Peter's like, no, I'm fine. It's nothing. Don't worry about it. Anyways, let's continue our investigation. And they... What are, what are we looking at? Uh, Bam. That does look terribly photoshopped on. And it's Heart <laughs> Rachel or something. No, Heart yeah, Oracle. that's Oracle. Oh, Oracle. Could oh, you imagine me. if it was Rachel and fucking <laughs> Rachel comes back? Oh, I would, oh shit, wait, we're bringing Rachel back in? Nice. Dude, that would, I would respect Fringe. <laughs> Would you? Yes. More so than I do right now. <laughs> I, yeah. God, I couldn't find, I, I, I'm excited if that's the next episode clue, slash slightly upset that I just keep randomly fucking finding them now. And it's all yeah. graffiti. Anyway, it's all goddamn graffiti. <laughs> they head into Kelvin Genetics and do some investigation. Well. Peter no, fucks they, off at some, or no, they, they talk. Yeah. They, they're like, well, we can't use antimatter grenades. We've got to figure out some other way. I know. We'll go talk to Nina. Um, Peter gets a phone call from Anil at the time and is like, hey, uh, you guys go do that whole Nina side quest. I'm going to go do the main quest, a.k.a. blow up observers. I mean, Anil has yeah. something to tell me. Because he um, wanted Anil to do a swapsies with the observer's briefcase when he was distracted, what? but he was never distracted. Ooh. And Peter's like, Peter. that's impossible. And my first thought was, the beings who can see through time and make predictions didn't follow along with your prediction? Why are you shocked by this? You know what this reminds me of? This reminds me of the episode with the dude who can only talk to computers, but worse. Yes. I was mm. as soon as Peter like started looking at his watch and was like timing streetlights, I was like, this feels familiar, but in a bad way. Because <laughs> that was a fucking feels awesome scene with the pencil. Like, well, or the pen. Well, so, you're, so you're right. Here's the problem. That was a fucking awesome scene with the pencil. You want to know what we got instead in this one? Blue. <laughs> <laughs> fucking blue squares everywhere. Uh, but hey, it's fine. Um, Anil is said that Peter's going to go off and uh, like meet, meet up with Anil. Uh, French team going to go talk to Nina. Hey, we get some Nina for the first time um, this actual season. Um 
so yeah, let's let's go do our two things. Uh, weird old Nina is still weird and old Nina, um, and is also still super super into uh, William Bell and hasn't discovered the magic of uh, broils still. Again, um, this is the bad timeline. <laughs> this is this is the bad timeline. Nina and Broyles aren't together or never got together in this timeline. That's why William Bell went evil. Ah, I see. <laughs> You're not like my hot take? It's... Um, <laughs> words. Why did Nick lose his ability to speak? Uh, some, sometimes it just happens, man. Did Nick ever the have the ability to speak? No. No, he never did. <laughs> So yeah, um, Nina also tells like Olivia and stuff like, "Oh, I wanted to come see you, but I was afraid of like blowing up your cover and shit." Um, and then she's like, "Oh, I'm so sorry about Etta. It's a shame she got blasted into a different dimension, but I'm sure she'll be back anytime soon." It's a, it's a shame that she got brutally murdered by an observer, but then don't worry, she got her just desserts there. Blasted um, into a different dimension. Okay, so my thing with this is, like, I get that they work together, but Olivia seems to be like, ah, mother, I've returned to you. But this isn't the Olivia who had Nina as her mom. I picked picked up on that, too, and I was very annoyed. (laughs) So, so... Nina, Nina this should be an uncomfortable situation, because Nina should have the moment of, ah, yes, my daughter. Oh, wait, no, this is the one that committed identity suicide. Yeah, um, the complete no, instead... lack of repercussions for the identity suicide just makes it so cheap to me. Like a completely cheap in that, that was, decision. That that could have been a really cool ethical choice, and um, mm. nope. But they're in love, <laughs> so that makes it better. Again, remember, remember when they remember when they interviewed with that ethics prof, and that eth- ethics prof had to shut the fuck up. Uh, <laughs> Again, the moral, fucking the fucking moral of that entire plot that you get from Fringe is yes, change everything about you for someone you think you're in love with. <laughs> love, love always wins, David. Love always wins. <laughs> Do not be your own person. Change everything. <laughs> <sighs> Anyways, after that healthy take, um, we we get past that to uh, Nina just helping them. Um, it's all it's all good. Uh, they they talk about some fancy observer uh, tech that can uh, turn like just sublimate uh, just matter. So yeah, cool. We have our doohickey that is uh, gonna solve our majigger. And um, for those who and... don't know, sublimating is converting solid to gas. Yeah. Uh, yes. They're going to evaporate them some rocks. So does this mean that the device is a bad thing? Like they shouldn't have protected the device way back when from that other dude who tried to get it? Which device? Season one. The observer pods. Oh, maybe. Do you remember there was that observer pod and then there was this rogue dude who really wanted to get the observer pod? It wasn't, no, 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 that wasn't it. In season one, Fringe Team has the Observer Pod, and the Observers hire an assassin to get it back for them. Is that what happens? Yeah, Charlie, that feels like revisionist history. That's revisionism, because the Observers end up getting the pod in the end anyways. dude, Dude with the beanie, right? Yeah. Yeah. He's hired by the Observers. 
I don't think so Audience. because the observers are the one who ended up with the pod in the end, and dude in the beanie got fucked up, got absolutely murdered. Um, Hold on, I'm, you guys talk. I'm going to we'll, find. We'll talk. Episode. We'll talk episode. Charlie's going to go and try and revisionist history us for a little while. I'm not going to um, try. I'm going to succeed. <laughs> Uh, anyways, while they, um, while Olivia and uh, Olivia Walter and Astrid pull the van round to grab the sublimation device, um, Peter meets up with Anil and is like, "The fuck, Anil! You can't do this one simple job. Fine, you, I, I missed a variable. Hand me the briefcase. I'll do this shit myself. Um, just, <laughs> just go and stand in front of this hotel for the next seven hours, uh, and let me know when the observers go in. They should be in at exactly this time." But I want yep. you going there now. And then watch it and then let me know if anything happens. Ooh. Exactly. At which point Anil's like, uh, alright, it's kind of weird, but sure, <laughs> guess. Like, alright, I guess, sure. Peter Peter starts to have some weird shit happen to him when he gets in the car. I'm sure he's fine, though. That's that's not weird observer shit coming back to bite him. Uh, it's all good. Um, and... <laughs> makes his way to the restaurant where he is able to switch out the briefcases, um, mainly by distracting the um, hostess? Yes, the well, for? she's bag, like coach. Bag co- handler? She's coat check. Coat check, that one. Yeah. Because Peter walks up and is like, hey, I'd like to check this briefcase. And apparently all the observers come and they all have the same briefcase, which just seems like a poor choice. And then, like, she gets a phone call from presumably, like, her boyfriend or something, because she's like, hey, I'm at work, uh, don't talk to me. And Peter walks up and points towards the Observer's briefcase and takes that. Which I guess, yeah, that's a, that's a way to do it. Hey, social engineering, look at, look at Peter go. Um, yeah. All he had to do was um, anticipate that there were potentially problems between this woman and her boyfriend. Ooh. Um, Which, have you seen what she looks like? Yeah. <laughs> oh, David. <laughs> because <laughs> she's a loyalist ah i see that that's what you meant wait she doesn't have a tattoo the wow fuck? david are you attacking wait staff now she's working at a club with serving observers she's a hundred percent a loyalist okay my bad that's... it may it seems to imply that the beanie guy was possibly working for the military to get to yeah he was definitely not working for the observers I really thought he was he was working for them. No. Nah. Specifically, I feel like the observers were trying to make sure he doesn't get to the device. Which yeah, I'm like, really, okay, he really was the felt, good guy. He he is it, a good guy. <laughs> it it really felt like, hey, look, fringe team kind of maybe got that one wrong. Uh but at least they learned about these cool pods because of that. Especially because he had a science gun. I bet that science gun fires fast enough that it could hurt the observer. <laughs> I know. Hey, do you think that maybe they stole his tech and that's how they created the science guns? Slash William Bell went and was like, This is mine now. What we didn't um, see was all that time that man spent drawing magic runes on the ground. <laughs> God. Just in case. Dude. Do you think that he tried to predict where it was going to go and then drew magic runes at each of those locations? Oh my god. We're never going to let these magic runes die. The magic runes are the They're new gone. ghost network. Do you think the it's... magic runes operate on the same frequency as the ghost network? Oh my god. <laughs> Maybe they were related all along and the observers couldn't believe that we'd figured out ghost network technology because it's how they use all of their devices and like all that, <laughs> that, that special brain juice. Um... 
I just having a radio frequency like you could transmit so much data just over that like wireless tra- oh my god I'm Listen, I'm angry that, that, Did we ever right find there, out who were using the ghost network even like that no. right there no the ghost network oh was being god. used by criminals we can't use a network that's been tainted by right, criminals but who were those criminals um, They're season 1 those guys smuggling shit yeah, those were they ZFT or were they just other criminals? I think they were straight up just smuggling drugs. Oh my gosh! Um, I'm pretty sure they were just straight up smuggling drugs, and it stumbled upon the ghost network. Um, <sighs> I'm so angry. Anyways, <laughs> um, that one might be revisionism on my part. Maybe they were ZFT related. Well, no, but, I think uh, they were ZFT because Roy McComb was having all his visions about those horrible uh, accidents that were science experiments, right? Uh maybe. I I don't know. That's probably ZFT. Anyways, season one, that was a while ago, uh, except for in this season when they keep trying to bring back season one plot points. Um, All right, yeah, so what happens next? Where are we in this episode? uh, Olivia, we're we're back. They're getting getting the science device. Um, Nina introduces random dude A, uh, (laughs) who uh, I guess is loyal to the resistance. New Brandon, yeah. Basically, it except he's probably only here for this scene. Um, that's what I thought about original Brandon. Brandon. That's what I thought about first Brandon, and then he showed up again and again. Maybe this, maybe this new Brandon will also become just a valuable member of the resistance, and we'll see him forever. Maybe he's gonna Um, be like creepy book dude. But yeah, um, they they're they're getting some stuff. We're getting a little bit more uh, exposition between uh, Nina and Olivia. Um, we I don't know if we get it exactly here. I think it's in the next uh, next scene that we get of Walter being like, "Hey Nina, I need you to take these parts of my brain out. I'm I'm not myself anymore. This is bad. I am I am I'm a bad man now." Um, well, he also like. He's like, oh, Peter's love for me will stop me from turning into a monster. And Nita's like, oh, I loved William Bell and he stirred into one. And Walter's like, eh, bitch, he never loved you. <laughs> and she's like, and oh, I guess it's not working for you then because you're a dick. Well, Nina's like, you know, you were worried you were becoming that man you didn't want to be, that evil man. Well, I think I just saw him. Because <laughs> yep. only yeah, he like, would say wow. something like that to me. And Walter's like, well, shut the fuck up. It's true. um at which point we then cut back to uh observers going to their meeting place um uh, and then an actual cool scene anil anil watching them like huh this is weird and then about to phone peter uh before he can do that though um boom yeah we the observer Um, opens up the trick briefcase it explodes we see a burst of explosion out from the windows of the building and we cut to the observers melting their flesh off their faces oh yeah and it's season one uh, episode one see i forgot that that was that effect and i saw the blue powder on the hat that falls out the window and went oh he bone dusted them i thought it was bone (laughs) dust as well i was really hoping bone dust would have been cooler I mean, flesh melt is also pretty bad. <laughs> Listen, yeah. we've had... They they are basically just trying to bring back as much body horror from season one as possible to just try and pad through this season, make it feel a little bit better. Um, uh, so la- last time we got face melting, um, and by that I mean like all, all the face holes are gone. Uh, this time it's, it's actual face melting. And 
and yeah, um, the observers are going to be dealing with that shit. So I guess we don't have to worry about uh, the the stuff that um, Olivia, Walter, and Astrid are setting yep. up uh, so that they can sublimate. I'm sure that's fine. For all they their advanced them. technology, these fucking observers go down like bitches. Because <laughs> well, they, they're for, just for people, people with were... tech. That's it. That's all they are, David. They just they're just tech. So I think you could be ten times the man they are with that tech in your head. (laughs) Peter's not ten times the man. (laughs) So, so I think more importantly, for there being in a previous season such a big deal about this was the first observer that 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 was killed. um, A lot of observers have died since then. Dude, the fucking fridge team pulls out science gun and just like murders like three of them midway through an episode. It's Again, great. Which also doesn't make sense because they're time travelers. Like So they they must have encountered a death at some point. And yeah, I don't I don't know. Well also if you're a time traveler, like that doesn't experience time linearly linearly, then it doesn't fucking matter when it happens. Like you're from the future. If an observer dies in the past at any point, you should know about it. Uh, especially if there's literally any other observer to record it and then bring it to the future and show it to a past version of that now dead observer. Exactly. Like, Go, the, the, sorry, homie. Not even. No, not sorry, homie. Hey, homie, you fucked up. Video game logic. Don't do this this next time. <laughs> they've, they've broken time travel. Fringe has always been so careful about not breaking time travel. They've just fully not. They've just given up. They don't fucking care about time travel mechanics. It's so upsetting because we've seen two really cool time travel like implementations. And then the one that we actually like, the one that's a a full season is just terrible. And maybe that's just time travel doesn't work in a whole season thing. Um, But but I've I've watched shows where they do time travel throughout the entire thing and it's fantastic start to finish so here's my dumb fanfic idea that would that i think makes this work is you do the version of time travel where you can't change the past like yeah no you you can't but the only thing that matters about the past is what you are aware of when you time travel the observers are so far in the future that they don't actually know what their past is. So even if they change it, as it's like that sort of things. Like, well, yeah, you changed the past, but because like that ended up leading to you going back in time, anyways. It's all closed loops, except for the things they know for sure happened. You can't change those points of time travel. So Doctor Who style, you have fixed points in. Yes, exactly. And that also explains why were the observers going back in time to observe things? It was like, oh, they wanted to figure out what the fixed points and times are, like, that everyone would know about, so they knew what moments they could change. All right, all right. Right? Because that would actually make sense, and then that's their whole thing, is their observers. (laughs) Like... I can dig it. But no, no nonsense. It doesn't fucking matter. (laughs) (laughs) Here we are. Um... But yeah, uh, Anil's sort of like, oh shit, Peter, you, you did it. We, we murdered some observers today. Um, Peter's like, sweet, all right, don't, don't tell anyone about this, so that I was a part of this. I'm going to go and uh, uh, to, to do work with, with the Fringe team now um, and, and do the, the A plot, I'm sure. Um, we're, we're done with this B plot shit. Um, and yeah, they, Olivia continues to be concerned about Peter's aloofness, is I think the best way to put it. 
Um, but it's all good because uh, matter's about to disappear and we get to go into creepy science basement number two. Ooh. Um, that's what it is. But this time with William Bell's hand. Um, yep. And then they start looking through the basement and they don't find anything. And they're like, man, William Bell fucking lied to us. He's a fucking traitor. Uh, I don't know. We, we, we get some fun Walter. Walter being Walter things again as well. It's good, though. So, so those parts are nice. Oh, I, uh, I don't know. Yeah. I, have, I had checked out at this point in the episode. <laughs> fair, fair enough. But hey, um, they fortunately, Peter uses blue vision um, because, of course, um, or I can, what I can only assume is blue vision because we don't actually go into blue vision oh, uh, wait, wait, to find they a do... safe behind the wall. They do find, like, a photo of Nina in the locker as well. Well, yeah, no, we get to the safe. We, they have to open the safe. Walter forgets the combo, but it's okay. Peter's going to coach him through, and he's going to be able to figure out the combo, and he does. I, I really thought Peter was going to be like, this is the combination. He's used it 27 different times, and they're like, Peter, how could you know that? And he's like, oh, Walter told me. I'm not crazy. I'm Peter. I was hoping. I was hoping that Peter was going to phase out of existence, phase into existence inside of the safe, and like a crouched, huddled form, grab the things, <laughs> and then do the same but backwards. Basically, hoping, anything than other what he does. I was hoping Charlie would appear from the other universe and be like, "I'm here to save the show." <laughs> <laughs> here to save the show. Also, look, spiders in my veins. Ah, and he slits his wrist with spiders. Comes out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm what you'd call a Spider-Man. Oh wait, that's copyrighted. Spider-Boy. <laughs> that's also copyrighted. Uh... Ah shit! Arachnid Man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it reminds me of the Tumblr post. Like, oh, what would you like to drink? Water, juice, spiders, tea. Like <laughs> spiders. Like, oh yes, spiders. It is. <laughs> Started pouring me a brimming glass of spiders. Oh, what the fuck? Why is uh... this even here? Anyways, um, William Bell is a fucking snake. Uh, the capsules aren't aren't in there. Instead, there's just this weird like device that looks like it's it, it should just be a bomb. Um, Peter starts fucking with it, and it calls the two capsules. So look, William Bell wasn't a snake. It's all fine. But then he still um, betrayed them. So he was he was a complicated snake. <laughs> He was a complicated man. He stole Walter's records, but hey, at least he did this. Um, well, at least he so did I this. I guess he's kind of cool. I guess. Yeah, whatever. Um, fortunately, then... Unfortunately, uh, they got to they gotta, they gotta run because uh, the observers are definitely going to know that they use that matter, matter poof device. Yep. Um, so they're going to run away. And then Bader's like, oh, it's only logical if we, if we split up. Yeah. And that's and when uh, Olivia I'll... knew something was wrong. <laughs> Peter's never logical. <laughs> he would never split up, except for those other times. Um, yeah, th- then let's go back to uh, Walter and Nina, because um, we-, we need to at least have one more Nina scene. And this is the one where Walter's like, hey, I need those parts of my brain removed. Please, please help me. Well, also, um, he's like, I was hoping that Peter would keep me uh, from going evil. But William Bell loved you, and that wasn't enough. Yeah, here's here's a picture. Don't worry, he did actually love you, um, probably, um, <laughs> almost certainly. This isn't this isn't a nude with "nice" written on it, so <laughs> I think we're good. So did he truly love you? <laughs> <laughs> my God, my uh, entire life is a sham. 
I always wrote nice in all of my wife's nudes. That weak, weak woman. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> no, no he found like a way to bring Walters away from that one. <laughs> He's done it. <laughs> Still, the one of the greatest things Fringe has ever said. <laughs> Sad, weak. <laughs> Oh. so insulting oh. <laughs> alright yeah um, and then they escape or something um, yeah no they, they, they all they, they get out of there just fine there's no observers anywhere um, uh, Peter's way too brazen about knowing that there's not going to be observers anywhere that's fine yep. uh, we then, get our uh, Walter and Olivia scene and then we have Olivia making her way to Edda's apartment because she's like god damn it he's probably there grieving again oh nope he's just crazy He's there with a whole bunch of whiteboards, and he's written out timelines. And Olivia's like, "What are you doing?" And he's like, "Oh, I can see the future." Ooh, and he's doing I, like I, the, I, the head tilt. He's gone full observer intonation as well. And then he's like, "Oh, I took one of those devices and, and put it into myself, and now I have their power." Ho ho ho! And uh, Olivia's like, "All right, that's that's not great." I'm going to leave you be. Um, yeah. Hopefully things are better. I'm going to go tell Walter about this and maybe Walter will fix it. Yeah. Well, then also Peter does do the thing where he like he uh, preempts what she's going to say and shit, which is like classic oh, yeah. observer stuff. Oh, he, he is. He is most most of the way to observer at this point. Um, and and he's starting to lose his hair. Yeah. Oh, don't <laughs> worry. We, we, we almost get there. We have he's we have our final for hair. It's ab- oh scenes. my god! It's so fucking stupid. Uh, final scenes of this episode, or you know, um, Walter kind of looking around and being very melancholy in the lab, and that mixed with uh, Peter slowly becoming full observer as we listen to David Bowie. Um, <laughs> I wonder how much they paid for that. Uh, probably a number. Um, well, yeah, no fucking shit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, how much do you think the man who sold the world is? I just love where I must have paid for that a number. <laughs> Ugh. Anyways, that brings us to the end of the episode. Um, but uh, not the end of the podcast. What's hey, our glyph? It spells out trust. Peter's like, hey, trust me, Anil. I'm gonna kill some observers. Well, it's more like Olivia and Peter's trust starting to go to shit. Is it? Or like trust in William Bell? I don't know. These try to have multiple themes through the episode, and sometimes they do, and sometimes they do not. What is our next episode clue, Nick? Oh, dude, it doesn't... Fuck if I know. Um, All right, got it. (laughs) Fuck fuck if I know. Fuck if Fringepedia knows. I've started finding ones that Fringepedia couldn't find, and I'm very upset about this, uh, because I can't go and update their site even. (laughs) It doesn't um, exist anymore. Fringepedia is dead. Fringepedia is dead. And Fringe is it's... such an old show. The fucking hosting of their Wikipedia lapsed. Like, rest in peace. Um, but yeah, no, um, dude, it's somewhere in there. I promise you. There's some graffiti in the previous episode, and it definitely relates to, um, honestly, probably something to do with either observer shit or or brain shit. There's there's probably a word somewhere that. Uh, refers to like just brain changes because that's what that's what Walter's going through that's what Peter's going through 
Uh, pick your favorite brain change word, and that's 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 what it is. <laughs> um. All right. Anyways, uh, I think that brings ratings. us to the end of the episode. Oh, ratings. Oh, my God. Ratings. Yes. Excuse you, David. Uh, uh, I'll go first. Uh, a solid two on both scales. All right. <laughs> Damn. Um, yeah, I'm, I, I don't know. The season, season five, as, as like a season five, yeah, two, two sounds about right. Um, individual episode, I don't know. It's it's like two and a half or something. Like there's there's some cool observer murdering that's occurring. Um, it's, it's weird. Yeah, it if if, I, if cool? this was if this was a standalone, it, I, I will say if this was a standalone series, if I was like totally jazzed with it at this point and like don't worry, they're gonna figure it all out. I'd be starting to get afraid right now. Um, <laughs> the power levels on the observers makes no sense. <laughs> like hey, they can teleport listen. and catch bullets, but you fucking trick them into getting a briefcase and they explode. Like, See, I really thought they were going to go into that meeting room and be like, "Oh, he believes he can outplay us," and it's going to be the observers were playing Peter the whole time and are letting him think he's winning. Nope. But no, they just they let Peter kill Winmark's generals, and now he's gonna go try and kill Winmark. Because oh uh. listen, Peter's ten times the man. Well, Peter, he's getting Peter, migraines. Peter though, does in so. fact equal ten observers now. <laughs> God, and he has so far only killed two out of his allotted ten. He killed three. Ah, um, uh, three. Yeah, well, four if you count the guy he stole the tech from. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, probably more. Didn't he also like no mouth a bunch of observers? Ah, uh, but that's before he got the tech installed. He gets ten free after. Um, it's like the free trial <laughs> alright um, Charlie yeah, yeah give two two and a half it's, yeah okay we're it's defeated such a bland episode we're defeated um, and I hate that I wasted 15 minutes of my life watching this episode <laughs> and that will bring us to the end of this episode <laughs> of Four Seasons and a Funeral thank you guys so much for joining us hopefully you enjoyed listening to this and us rant and ramble and tangent and talk i certainly enjoy ranting and rambling and talking um if you did enjoy this feel free to give us a like or a review on whatever podcasting service that you use be it itunes google play audible or you know like amazon's whatever whatever theirs is wait are we um, on audible audible has podcasts really yeah audible doesn't just have great audiobooks we're not sponsored Audible, if you want to sponsor us, get get at us. <laughs> um, until Audible gets at us, I guess, uh, you can always reach out to us with uh, amazing advertising opportunities or just hatred and vitriol um, at our Twitter, Forsaf, or email us at Forsaf at gmail.com. That's F-O-U-R-S-A-A-F at gmail.com. Until next time, outro. The theme music for Four Seasons and a Funeral is Algorithms by Chad Crouch and is licensed under a Attribution Non-Commercial 3.0 Creative Commons license.